0: Howdy, this is Grant Cole in Houston.
1: This is Rick Collins in Dallas. And I'm Dustin Zare in Austin. Thanks for joining Texas Rugby Monthly. for what now like five episodes five, so almost yeah, five episodes, yeah. Damn, look at this we're going well guys how was your thanksgiving grant Beautiful. you cooked for a million people
0: uh well we we planned on but we actually that didn't happen but we still cooked for a lot of people
1: <laughs> so, so you, even so though you you not a, a lot of food. people showed up yeah <laughs> you still work on
0: the leftovers then. <laughs> no literally I, I i ate leftovers for a week so you
1: can't complain so, and, you know. and,
0: and if you know anything about my wife's cooking, you know that her leftovers are better than most people's first servings. There yeah. you
1: go. The, the sad part is, um, and Rick, I don't know about you. I... Didn't get any of those leftovers. Did you get leftovers mailed to you for any treats nope. or anything? Yeah, me neither. A, you know, the, you know, have, there was there's
0: this thing called COVID going on. USPS, USPS
1: mail <laughs> <is just,
0: laughs> screwed up, man. Come on,
1: on. Geez. got lost. Exactly, it's in there somewhere, along with you know. But, with, but trust with, me, if
0: you ever come to my house, um, and, and there are several people in the rugby community who can attest to this. If you ever come to my house, you will be really well. Fed
2: hey, a, a feast. you know, I uh, believe uh, we got a season coming up. If we're allowed to, you know, oh, yeah, for this yeah. next season, I'll be coming to Austin, I'll be coming to Houston. Fingers crossed, and, right? and, and, and there will be food. Excellent. Yeah, well, so, what, what do you I'll, got? We've got I'll you make guys, sure I have an
1: extra night in there. Okay. I, I think, what is it? Uh, we're we're home to we're home to Houston at first week of April, and then like, yep, and then uh, in June, let so go visit Houston, and I think Dallas, we've got you guys. I don't think we play you guys until almost like the end of April. Like. Yeah, I think we have almost like back to backs. Um, yeah. actually, that's May, right. Yeah, yeah we, we do. We yeah, we play we play Houston the like the first first week of April, and, and then we go up to uh, Dallas the second week. So, and uh, you know, that's that's the schedule we're not going to talk about the schedule this episode no no, we're going to leave that for later later gives us more content and gives us. we have
2: christmas gifts for (laughs) each other (laughs) as it were
1: as it were and and our happy little elf rick over there (laughs) and and his ears and i I will not play
2: this song that this plays because it'll go on for five minutes and that'll be the show y'all will be passed out brain spasms. Yeah. P-
1: people, don't t- people don't turn into
0: business <laughs> <Pretty laughs> awful. <Christmas> <laughs> uh, it's
1: pretty awful. No. So
0: getting getting known to our stuff getting talking on our about
1: stuff, yeah. So we're going we're gonna change it up this time. So rather than me talking about Austin, Grant talking about Houston, and Rick talking about Dallas, we're each gonna take you know kind of rotate it and we're going to talk about the other person's uh city and team and we're going to give our top three things that have happened in the year 2020 now granted 2020 has been an absolute uh, yes cluster parent, parents if you have kids around cover your ears it's been a shit. <laughs> it's been a shit show um you know it's yeah it's been a cluster we had you know we had a season it started off really well and then yeah, five games in, man. Like, we had five games, and then... was it? God, man. I'm ready for the year to be over. Everybody's ready I, for the year to be and over. you
2: know what? As bad as I feel for our guys uh, in Texas, Austin, Houston mainly, you know, Dallas obviously not not being in 2020 season. But think about New England and Rooney, who didn't even get home matches yeah. because of covid that's a mess with, uh, you know, taking um, their season ticket holders and everything like that. And apparently everything I've heard is everybody is signing back in for their season tickets for this upcoming season. No. Um, they really needed that boost. And it sounds like the fans are giving it to them, which is great. Yeah,
1: that is good to hear. So, so we're going to rotate around. So Mr. Grant Cole is going to start us off here by telling what he thinks is the best in Austin. I'll go after that and tell everybody what I think is really great about Dallas in the year 2020, and then Rick's going to bring us home, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what he thinks is great about Houston. And then, you know, we'll chat some more rugby stuff as we kind of close out the year and and, and have a little bit of celebration here and be thankful for having you guys listen to us, right? Absolutely. (laughs) And and, and watch us, too.
0: (laughs) So the top three things that I think Austin's done well this year is either coaching hires, Um, you know, and, and not just, not just Sam. And it's also Gordo being in, in the mix. (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh, it, uh, i don't know who that guy is yeah
0: and, and and other and other people as well so uh i really i really appreciate i really think that that's a big deal for yeah. for austin and uh you, you first and foremost uh you know, I don't. I didn't think that that French coach that they have was really the right. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a good coach. I've looked at his record. I think he's a good coach, but I don't think he was the right fit for Austin at the time. Wasn't the right style. And, and, and then, and then last year, you just didn't have a coach that was there long enough. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, so it, it was like it was a, a patchwork, like a stopgap last year, mm-hmm. and now it feels more like that they're looking towards the future and growing the franchise better. Yeah. So I think the coaching is the first thing. Second thing, and I know the players should be the second thing, but I don't think that's it. That's as important as the social media present that that the Gilgronis have done. Uh, uh, You know, you they've taken this name that everybody thinks is silly and really (laughs) built it into a brand on social media that's recognizable so i really appreciate that uh in in that respect well not and, only uh, the social media right
2: but like putting on billboards yeah, yeah. putting on
0: billboards. all of their marketing has been uh probably best i'd say best in class uh throughout the league i know the free jacks have done a lot of work
1: and and i've appreciated a lot that. of social media on that yeah But I
0: really think that the Gilgroni social media has, for the Texas teams, has stood out. Dallas being second and Houston being third. Houston's uh, got its own challenges in social media but uh you know I, I really think that the go Gronies have have set the standard there yeah and so I,
1: I appreciate that too I mean coming from other people who you, know, you guys have I mean I I look back at the years past and you know year one year two social media I mean just any marketing presence just wasn't there and so to see it now I was watching a Manchester United Manchester City soccer match and there was an advertisement at the end of that game I mean NBC, NBC mm-hmm. NBC. Mm-hmm middle of the day on a, like yeah, prime prime time viewing and like that's awesome it's that's
0: awesome. important yeah. stuff so Absolutely. i really think that that's uh that's a big deal um the third thing i think they've done really well is uh their signings this year mm-hmm. I, I just i can't even express uh i, I was not <laughs> wowed by the signings the last few years yeah. um i understood why they were there but i wasn't wowed you know yeah. I am. yeah Looking over at Austin with envy now. Yeah. Not that I think. Not that I think they can beat us, but I, I look over there and go, "Wow, there's some pretty good signings over there." Yeah. Uh. So, so it's yeah.
2: Signings that not only are good players, but name brands in and amongst themselves in the rugby community that are going to bring people to the games. Like people are going to drive if you're a rugby player within a hundred miles right? You're going to want to go see Bryce Campbell yeah. who's playing in premiership, right? I mean, like you're going to want to come see these top notch names play. And that's something that I think Dallas is going to struggle with for this first year. Yeah. Or
0: and I think yeah. one of the things that in Austin, that's really strong is uh, they've got a couple of rock rugby alumni on their team. Yep. And if you know anything about Austin rugby, you know that rock rugby has a huge following. Uh, they also, you know, what, uh, what doc has done over there is build a culture around that, that team. Yeah. And, uh, so those high school players coming out of there are going to go and follow their teammates who, who they played with Yeah, and their parents are the same way. Their parents were always fans of those players as well. So you're going to see a lot of, uh, a lot of positive things come out of that. Uh, out of those signings and uh i think that once they uh, begin to work on their uh their their youth and high school setup yeah, yeah. And, and academies i think that's only going to go from strength to strength now i do think there's a challenge that austin has
1: i, I can okay. talk, i can i can list a few challenges well, and, this, and <laughs> this is important
0: though and and Unfortunately, Austin's not alone in this. Dallas and Houston have the same issue that they have to connect with the local rugby community better. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. Austin has a bigger problem with it yes. based on D- past issues, yeah. Yeah. based on history. But they have the opportunity because the people that created that problem are no longer there. Right. And so they have the opportunity to change, change the game and move forward with a better relationship, Yeah, I would say. Whereas Houston and Dallas, we have greater uh, issues at work that we have to work on for that thing. But uh, I think Austin is in the best place of all three teams in Texas to engage the local rugby community properly and get them involved. And And I have heard MLR marketing strategists tell me that the local rugby community is not as important as the sporting community. And I am here to tell them that is false.
1: Yeah. Cause to start off with, yeah, if you can get the sporting community, that's great. That's that's great. But But are they going to stick around? But if you don't have, if you don't have the base of fans and and we see that, we've seen this in Austin, like literally we know like (laughs) season two, it was terrible. Like one, yeah, yeah. it was terrible. Like we we're at the games, like watching those games. It was less than 500 people there. Yeah. I mean, there was one game, there was like 400 something people there and it was terrible. Yeah. And to play an 11,000 person stadium, like that's a whole nother, we don't even talk about that because that was just, yeah. it was a disaster. But you know, so when you don't have, but if you don't have the base of the rugby community coming to the games, and I think this is something that needs to happen moving forward for with MLR in general is to figure mm-hmm. out how we can work with club rugby in each state in each city in, in the entire country how we work together to set up and we talked about it with Kat a little bit too when she was on a couple months ago you know because of the shortage of reps to play on certain days you know whether it's you know they play on you know Fridays afternoons or, or Sundays or whatever it may be so that the rugby community so that as a whole can make it to MLR matches to help support that so that those MLR teams can then give more time and service to those other community member community teams to those other club teams because the one big thing that i do know the the ag last year ag or whatever they were we were at huns matches we were at black's matches we went at orc, orc matches valks like we were at, we were going around to the communities high school all the way down to you know uh, to the youth and they were at each one of those and that was what was been needed over the past couple of years that wasn't there and so yeah. Grant, I, I think you and I we agree, you know, completely on this one. It needs to happen throughout all of MLR, and it, we have a challenge, but we need to step up. And MLR needs to make that challenge. and It doesn't seem like a
0: challenge that should exist, though. It's yeah, it's simple, well, it's, it, shouldn't, it, it, shouldn't, but, it shouldn't, but it does. <laughs> but we, you know, you still have the five of the club of club yeah. rugby in existence, yeah. and you know, while it's there are sub- worse in Texas than anywhere else, although
2: well. <laughs> um, I maybe on that it, yeah
0: you know it is and it isn't it just it, you know austin has other issues that challenged it there yeah. and uh you know those issues are no longer there as part of that part of the mlr team so they don't have to deal with anymore but there's residual and you know dealing with that residual stuff but i think the, the mlr as a whole and and the texas team specifically have to recognize the rugby community the local rugby community as a force multiplier yeah yeah and then address them in their marketing campaigns as such. Yeah. Okay. And if they don't do that, they're missing out on millions of dollars of, of revenue yeah. in a year. And and they need to be cash flow positive. All these teams do. Yeah. Because they're not going to make a profit. But if they're cash flow positive, yeah. you know, that's going to... Bring in that's going to investors,
2: get, and it's going to bring in the recently. right investors, and so
0: yep. so and so forth, because that means they're doing the right things. Yeah. So you know, that's what we want to see. Yep. Okay, we got a little off topic. I did no, my top a- three things, and I said <laughs> challenge.
2: So no, I think this is good, though. This I think you know, we talk about each of the markets, and it's good to hear different perspectives. From somebody who's not actually in the market to, hey, you know what are the cool things going on in that other person's city? So,
1: so I want to, I'm going to go back and recap what Grant said. I want to make sure, that as the Austin fan, the co- coaching staff, the entire, mm-hmm. st- the entire staff, mm-hmm, including the including someone who um, was oh. named who will be announced apparently by the team in January. <laughs>
2: I mean if they're if they're not stupid, it should be announced now as a Christmas gift to all the people in Austin because we just gifted it to you. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> we had
2: it and we were like, nah, nah, we don't want this. Y'all
0: can have it. Hey, Honestly, I thought it'd been announced already. So no, but, nah, it's but okay. I'm just
1: that's okay. I'm, you know, I, I'm excited. And if you if you do watch and you do listen to us, you know who we're talking about. It doesn't necessarily yeah. come back exactly. uh, no surprises and, and by here. the way, that happened because of this show. One hundred (laughs) percent claiming it. Uh, We didn't get a a finder's fee or anything. But we should Uh, we should put that in contracts for contracts. I want want
0: to say that's not the first time that I've been on a show with somebody where we've talked about somebody else where that's extended their career. Yeah, uh, in in, in a big way. So Paul Mullen,
1: (laughs) he's definitely watching us. Co- coaching staff, one, got that. Two, uh, social media, media in general, like marketing. Yeah, marketing. Are, yeah, big one <laughs> on that one. And and signings, right? But signings that are also local, some local signings too.
0: Yeah, right. they, they've just – Austin's signing seems smart. Yes.
1: Does is that, is that well, make sense? Yeah, it seems I, – I will. Agree, I, I definitely agree with you, and those are probably my big three things. You know, kind of with, with the first one, the coaching staff, it, it really is – this year kind of having uh, the loyal LLC group who's f45 and gilchrist actually having an entire off season or season to get things right. together right last year we threw it together really quickly i mean really quickly uh, you know, i mean i i was there <laughs> when it happened right and so it was just like, okay, we're going to do this, 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 Like, oh, okay, how are we going to do this? Well, we don't know. We'll figure it out. But now to have an entire season to do it has it, been really helpful. And you can see that in the in the signings of the coaches who have built teams that have, I mean, we're talking depth at almost every single position. We're, our fly half depth, there, it's unch, it's unchallenged in Major League Rugby right now. <laughs> wait, wait till yeah, wait, Cipriani wait, comes wait, over. Yeah, wait, Grant, you're on mute again. <laughs> <laughs> wait till
0: Cipriani comes over. What I really think about fly half depth is uh, that the three Texas teams have a lot more fly half fly half depth. Gosh, I hate those blends all together. Uh, Than than I think that we all recognize, and and that's that's Mm -hmm. in each team. I think our fly half our our depth at the ten position has really uh, grown exponentially, and
1: that's that's important. So exactly. So I I agree with you that I really thought you were going to give a shout out to your favorite second rower um you know <laughs> oh i mean that's that's what i did with the with the rock
0: rugby stuff i mean ceo knows uh, knows where he's at you know and he's been a strong part of that marketing campaign they've been doing if you've noticed
1: yep and and uh, you and you'll notice uh so we, we didn't do much the Austin rugby podcast because I, I wanted to hold off um and let the kind of the players get in get organized and stuff <laughs> but we will have mr ceo on the podcast probably the first week of january uh, All right, so,
0: I got a question for you. Yep. This is ever, this is, we'll do this for each team as we go through, but for Austin. Okay. For Austin, <laughs> if Austin had a player that was, they were going to assign wow. to be Santa Claus, who would it be? Laron, White. I, my player is Brendan Rams.
1: Ram, yeah, I was going to say Ram, Rams would probably be the, the first choice, but I, always, I was only giving uh, Larome a little bit of love because I was okay. the What about him, so you, Rick? There. What do you but, think? Ram, no, no, really, but Rams would be the best Santa Claus. You, you know he would be a really good Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, would
0: be, he would be fantastic Santa Claus. Are you talking hey, for Dallas? Oh yeah, my for, no, for Austin. What do you oh,
1: think for Austin? Austin.
2: Oh, no. Oh, I, would, I actually would have gone Larome White first. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah,
0: so right. front rowers. I mean, we, rowers. we still got two front rowers there. Front rowers.
2: Okay. okay. Wait, wait, come on. Who else is going to be saying? You, well, wait, you if know if you're what? If go <laughs> you wouldn't go, Bronson tell us. You'd be like, damn, <laughs> that is
0: a jack Santa. <laughs> well, but I mean, you know. So let's, you know, as we get into who's the next team we're talking about. We're
1: going, After about, we're going to talk about Dallas. Yeah. Okay, so
0: Dallas, who would we, who would we talk about at Dallas as being, you know, honestly, oh, honestly, I would I love, love Bronson as, as a, uh, as It'd a be, Santa a Santa
1: Claus. <laughs> oh,
0: just because I know his attitude to life yeah. and that his mother would dress cool. up as his elf. <laughs> and Annie as an elf is uh-huh. pretty All right. much one of the greatest things no, I would ever no think comment. about. Because she, because she's an awesome person, <laughs> I, she would do it. I'm she would go, do it.
1: I'm gonna go opposite of that. And I'm just gonna go Christian Rodriguez just because he's so small. That's
0: <laughs> 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 the exact opposite.
1: <laughs> I mean,
2: I, just because of his beard game, I go Chad. Chad go. Oh, oh, hey, there's yeah, a, good a, good yeah, yeah. Yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah. Beard
0: games got beard
1: games on point there the beer yeah. game is strong okay. so what are the All top right. three things so in dallas dustin dallas. speaking of the jackals speaking of the jackals top three things in dallas holy crap dallas got a team <laughs> <laughs> the long- the long awaited you know rumors and from i think even pre season one that's that's what was the, you know, the original uh, they were supposed to be part of the original one but it's the sad part
2: that I just started the supporters group like within the last year that I didn't have something going three years ago when no, it we was didn't start the supporters group
1: and we did start the supporters group for Austin until season two,
2: okay, okay. <laughs> But I'm just saying, since we knew that this was coming at yeah. some point,
1: <laughs> some, somewhere <laughs> down the line, but yeah. Uh, d- uh, yeah. So Dallas getting the team. I mean, the Jackals, I, I love the name. Like I, you know, I know that we have the Gil and I do love that. Guiltini's is a whole other story. It's <laughs> not really one unique name is okay. Two. No, no, <laughs> no. It was he was, he you had to know right it there.
0: was coming yeah. if you knew he was oh, buying oh, yeah. that team Listen, you had to know like, that was coming all
1: you, you know? was, all you had to do was search the trademark <laughs> Just, for the and I, I don't and you can have see a problem a for-, for 10 of them. With <laughs> any
2: of those Gil Gil named drinks yeah. uh, like yes it's it's silly and okay. narcissistic but my problem is the um um the martini glass in the yeah. logo if that wasn't there i literally wouldn't say anything about it yeah i'd be I, totally I, with I, w-
1: it. I would agree with you on that one um
0: yeah, that yeah. doesn't bother me as much as as it should as other people think it <laughs> should
1: i do i well again i have little daughters uh, <laughs> yeah, go no, ahead but no but it's, i i agree with you like that's a yeah. you know it's he owns one of the teams in texas so technically vis-a-vis we're talking about texas rugby uh but yeah i think if you're trying to market it to a greater population but use like you have know, a martini glass on there like so, yeah. so dustin what's your second thing second, <laughs> great keeping us on track here i know the <laughs> second thing um, he's got us on the clock yeah i, I think the announcement of uh Globe you know, by stadium like you're the stadium you know i think to have a stadium like that granted it is a big ass stadium um i i I had there's some concerns i have with it but i think it's great that you have uh you know what has been traditionally a a pre-built stadium that could draw a large crowd um i know rick you guys talked about you know having the location and everything um you know for like where you'll be sitting inside the stadium that's pretty great like that's pretty exciting um but i think overall like it's just exciting that you guys have a great stadium to play in into. So I think the second one for me is, you know, one, you got a team, two, you got a great stadium. Yeah. And just to, and just the to expand on the stadium
2: <laughs> is that it, it's, you know, it's not a minor league ballpark that has no. kind of whatever, you know, food and everything. We, when we did the tour, I mean, we we're getting full access to the coolest stuff. Yeah. That anybody at a Rangers game would get access to, and and those things you would not get yeah. at a brand new rugby specific park, you would not get at a minor league baseball stadium, yeah. you would not get at. I really think it it stands out in terms of what they're providing for fans, especially for Spurs Group and for the players. It's going to be top notch.
0: Yeah, well, I want to I want to say something about the the location, and we talked about this in the pre-show. Um, There is about 20 different sports issues going on around that little area. Yeah, that little community. You've got the esports stadium, uh, you got Six Flags over there, the Bowling Museum, uh, all kinds of different <laughs> stuff going on there, right? No, I mean, I mean, it's, <laughs> oh, no, no. it's <laughs>
2: yeah. It's, right, so it's let's, the Rangers,
0: the, the the uh, Cowboys, you know. Yeah, yeah and I mean, awesome. so there. Are, I mean, they're all there, right next door. And so, something that we we you know haven't discussed here is so this week, Globe Life Field hosted the national finals rodeo. Okay. it it wasn't it wasn't in uh, Nevada, Las Vegas, as it usually as it has been for 30 years, three decades. Probably it's moved to Globe Life Field. And that means they had to put 18 inches of dirt on Global i field that's more than that's more than twelve hundred truckloads yeah if okay. you if you're not counting okay on i field and they gotta use a vacuum cleaner to get all that stuff off, <laughs> and they're gonna store Bad, it somewhere nearby that. but but like that is another group of uh i don't know what the word for it is another group of sports fans. That when they go out of Globe Life Field every night, there's a sign on Globe Life Park talking about upcoming events. And some of those are rugby. And this is a group that has never really had that kind of exposure before. Yeah. Yeah. Rugby. Yeah. So, you know, that (laughs) same thing is going to happen to baseball fans eventually football fans yep. uh you've got a uh a live uh uh music entity there was it live by lowe's is it texas, called
2: texas uh texas live
0: by yeah. Lowe's? Yeah. yeah i mean that's right there between globe life field and globe that's Life where Park. our
2: pre-games are going to be actually um, i don't know if i should reveal this we're working, uh,
1: <laughs> You mean you just did
2: <laughs> we're working on a deal with a local brewery Yep. That has a location inside Texas Live where we're going to do our pregame shows, uh, the Jacqueline shows, along with our, our, <laughs> our supporters group uh, going in and watching the other matches before our games and everything else before we walk over for our
0: matches. But so, I, think, I think what a lot of people don't. Cool. Rule. I think what a lot of people don't realize is just the look at the parking that's available there yeah yeah you know you're not going to have any you're never going to have to be searching for parking going to those games no so yeah it's going to be tough to build a fan base that'll fill that field because that's a huge field Yeah. Yeah. but you have everything (laughs) in place to build that fan base already Right. right there at that location so Really, all you got to do is do the marketing and the media presence to get people to know it, because people are going to be coming and seeing, you know, rugby on the Globe Life Park signs just in that area, and that's amazing because it—we're talking millions of exposures there. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think the ability for them, and that's kind of why I was saying, like, I think Globe Life it, is it a big stadium? Yeah, it is, but I think just the opportunity for pure exposure, like again, you know, we get back into the marketing side of it. Who doesn't love marketing? Um, (laughs) Especially Dustin. I mean, but Uh, we talk about we talk about social
0: media impressions, right? Yeah, and marketing impressions. Net the impressions
1: all the time. There,
0: I think Dallas is going to have if we were able to capture those KPIs somehow. The impressions, yeah, yeah. yeah, The Dallas would beat the impressions overall by the end of next year.
1: I I I bet Dallas. I, I bet that stadium is going to be like as far as the, the jackal name mlr rugby will be the most recognizable in all of mlr for, for, yeah. the non- for, for, for rugby, their for their for, for area for the non-rugby people more people will be, have eyes on dallas than any other team yeah like i, I mean it, yeah. if you call it just just pure yeah. foot traffic we call it foot traffic is what we call it yeah. like, so just walking yeah. by a sign so that's yeah, that's what will, i think about that yeah Cool. <laughs> Oh, someone in the background at Mr. <laughs> Co- Mr. Cole's house is now getting snapped at. <laughs> for those of you listening. He's he's listen drunk much. They're being too loud. <laughs> being too loud. <laughs> Bring them on, who cares? All right, uh, wow. what do we got? Number three. Right, number three. Um, number three. It's you, People might think it would be the number of signings and stuff, but I actually, um, signings I think is hard for any, any new team. Like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of good signings you have. I do think that the, the back office staff, and the coaching staff is yes. is, the, is the third biggest thing. So you've got uh, you've got Elaine being the first female assistant GM and MLR, which is great. Um, love seeing that stuff. Uh, I think that choking um, <laughs> for a minute. I think Alan Clark as head coach. I mean, you've got somebody who's got a ton of experience. Um, you know, coming over you know from Premiership. You know, being. I mean, what is what was no, he? Pro fourteen, before? yeah. Ospreys. what's that pro 14 yeah well, he was with northampton or he played with northampton that's right yeah he yeah, was right. he was last coaching at ospreys yeah at ospreys yeah so again that coaching staff uh really exciting and then i think you know having your me, Sanju like that's <laughs> I, I think having the experience of somebody like scott Sanju as a team president is going to it 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 positions Dallas in a way that says we are a real sports team who are taking this very seriously and we're going to connect the dots with all the other different entities with I'm sure I would think in marketing in some way they'll be working in stuff with the mavericks with the stars with everybody else and if they're not shame on them but i'm pretty sure scott sanju is going to do that if he hasn't been doing it already
0: well
2: Um, yeah yeah. his background uh especially most recently with the frisco rough riders um his family background tons of awards with that oh yeah Yeah. like like, he's done an incredible job with them um and that's the exact kind of environment that you know, the Jackals want to create, right? Yeah. They want to reach out and get people who are just looking for something to do on a night out. Yeah. And come and enjoy, yeah. right? Because they know the rugby fans are going to come. Yeah. Right. It's going to, it's easily going to get that. But not only that, but just the, the hirings, um, the people making the hirings. Yeah. So the organization being run by Donnie Nelson and Neil Liebman. Um, I, it, those are literally the two biggest names in yep. in management within professional Dallas sports. You yep. got the COO of the Rangers, and you have the uh, GM of the yep. Dallas Mavericks running the show. And obviously, Mark, people are like, "Well, you know, Mark Cuban's not involved, and uh, you know, Mark they, Cuban's money's not involved. Text message." I, I'm telling you, Mark Cuban knows exactly what the heck's going on. I can and imagine
1: he's a smart he, business guy. At least exactly. you I
2: think you'll see that as things go along and this league gets uh bigger and better, um, you might see a few more dollars be pushed in the pile by by the by the
1: producers. high,
0: by yeah. the higher dollar ownership, means. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, I, I, would, I mean, I, I and we've already seen that
0: in we've already <laughs> seen that in Houston with uh, Javier, uh, who's a partner with the uh, Houston Texans ownership. Yeah, you yeah. know, and and he's a part. He's also one of the major partners with with the uh, SaberCats. So, <laughs> the that kind of uh, the, that kind of synergy. Will carry over in this industry, and and so you know, people have warned us about these big big name sports owners coming into our business and taking it over. I really don't think that's the worst thing that can happen.
1: No, yeah, yeah. no, it's, and, it's, and, we, we need it, right? Like that. It's something yeah. that's needed. Like we, it can't be again. Oh. <laughs> Use Austin as an example. Like the mm-hmm. first, it was not a good fit. Like, yeah, getting in the league the first two years, like you put up a little bit of money and stuff, but you got to have the backing now. I forget yeah. what the in, the entry level. It's is up to now. ten. It's uh, almost
2: ten million now, I believe. But it was you have, to nine. have 10
1: million, 10 million in cash, right? cash, and cash. You have to have cash yeah. in hand, ten million dollars minimum. And, yeah. and, sure and then you—that covers. That, no, no,
2: that covers. Uh, three years operating costs and the entry fee. And
0: that's expected to go up to I think 15 million next year yeah and it'll be more as as a uh, it gets more expensive to bring in the best coaches and best players yeah. that they're trying to bring and in
2: dustin i just wanted to point out you mentioned elaine uh let's not underestimate her value to this organization oh um, no
1: no no i wasn't at all
2: i was just uh, see, no and no no and i'm glad you mentioned her <laughs> because she is extremely knowledgeable yeah. not only from the gm side of it um she's absolutely a gm in the making um her coaching ability. Yeah. She's gonna be an assistant coach for this team. Um, and her coaching ability is is very, very high level. Yeah. So exactly. um huge, huge signing
0: for them to bring her in. I cannot yeah. believe that you guys have not mentioned Nessie yet. <laughs> That's true because it was just this announced just today. announced
1: today. <laughs> I
0: mean, come on, man. I mean, you got I you got beers uh, with the
2: guy. No, uh, of of the oh, you don't do that. Don't, <laughs> but, but listen, you know,
1: don't listen, listen, do. I've like, done like, that wait, before we, we in Minnesota. Don't do that. <laughs> we all share beers with so, people. <laughs> so
0: I mean, I, I, you know, the, the Sunielas and the Malifas are, are some of America's uh, rugby ro- royalty. Yeah. yeah, and uh you I mean anybody who's ever Sunielas and the Malifas, yeah. Yeah, and anybody who's ever watched Nessie play or Atta, for that matter, yeah. knows that these are two of the hardest dudes per pound in the game. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I love Nessie as a coach. I loved him as a player, and I think that his benefit to Allen and the team there are going to be. Yeah. is it, it is. I don't think that people understand some people understand just how good he is at what he does and just how much uh x factor he brings to the table as a coach
1: yeah he was the head coach i, mean, at 404. Like, I was gonna say yeah. like we're we're kind of pushing this under the rug like you took him from rugby 404 and yeah. the and the rugby atl organization and brought him yeah. over to dallas like that's a that's a good steal <laughs> in my no, mind so really good steal. Also, yeah. I, I was—I really thought that uh that Grant, you were going to just say that you like Sanju only because he was from Texas A&M too. Well, oh, <laughs> I like that too, but I mean,
0: but I, I, you know, I really, I really think when you, you know, today's announcement was was a bigger announcement than the Jackals made it out to be. I, I, agree. Uh, I agree. And uh, I thought it, there it, should
1: have been a little bit more.
0: And people in the rugby community. That's something they will recognize. Yeah. Uh, Nessie being brought in, so it's kind of <laughs> like Paul Emrick being brought into to Houston. Yes. Yep. You know, Nessie Nessie is that level of coach. Yeah. So, I agree.
1: All right. Well, that's that's my three for Dallas. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. So I guess
1: that leaves me it with le- it leaves that, you.
2: <laughs> and um, I'm going to go ahead and say, Grant, I am going to suck up to you right now. Just oh, geez. It. <laughs> It's
1: all right. I you guess- can always
2: wash it off. The biggest news in Houston, as far as MLR goes, is HTX. Period.
1: Right.
2: Okay. Um I think a- the, 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 develop- the building of a Development <laughs> Academy program. Um, and we've seen it work with uh, 404 in in Atlanta. Um, we've we haven't necessarily seen it very specifically work anywhere else uh, that I can think of. There are definitely some other academy programs going around. New England is building a huge development program. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a bunch of academies, a regional, up there, yeah, that's regional that's academies. a big, that's a big, a huge, big thing. I'd be interested to see how
1: that works out. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but I
2: think I think one of the things that MLR has failed on so far, and I know that um, uh, the commissioners brought it up, George, um, and you've brought up with HTX and um, ATL and their development of 404, is the fact that the the youth reach out, the youth development program ha- hasn't really taken hold, right? They've they've gone out and some of the players have become coaches at colleges or they've they've gone to high schools and become coaches, but they haven't worked that into developing players to uh come into MLR or come into a specific MLR club. And I think HTX um is to me it's it's like the las vegas neon signs of this is how along with 404 maybe this is how you build a development program that supports your team along with the uh larger structure of MLR and, and your community and yep. your community and that's the most exciting thing and i think one of the things the biggest concern that a lot of people have is is that stealing away from club rugby and as you've pointed out before, and as we've talked about and maybe not talked about it enough at length, and I think we we, we will have an episode discussing this, is where does the separation come between club and professional or club and development, right? And I, I think there will be, and I think that, you know, as much as people are complaining that maybe it might take a few players away from men's division one club rugby, in the end, you benefit. To club rugby is going to be bigger via the development teams in the future than okay. the the deficit of taking away from it.
0: Beger. So they're they're just not as you uh, most most clubs, and I've been in clubs before, have a tough time seeing beyond beyond this season. Yeah, and they have a tough time understanding. And it's no offense to them; they just don't have the time club members and i mean everybody's working for a living they don't have the time to think past this season yeah. in club rugby it's just it's just a fact of life that's not a criticism it's just how it is so in a development situation we have to because of the semi professional slash professional environment we're presenting we have to think beyond this season yeah okay we are developing players and and all three teams are going to end up have all three texas teams will end up having something similar to this but we're going to be developing those players on the bubble that we need you know to fill in the team as a season and these seasons are only going to get longer and especially now that we're our seasons are going into the summer yeah into the hot months it's going to be it's going to be a lot longer than we expected and uh we're going to need those extra players ready to play. Yeah. Yeah. And and, uh, we've already seen that club rugby as good as it is, as much fun as it is, as much as we love it does not have the level of competition, the level of coaching, the level of training. Yeah that's necessary to develop these players to be ready for to be for just, you know, maybe even five games on an MLR
1: team. And and let's not, I mean, let's not sit here and pretend as though every one of the players that's going to play in a development squad is going to get an MLR opportunity because I mean, it's like the minor league baseball, you can make it to triple a, but there's still another step that you've got to make. Like you can go play for the development team And, yeah, will the development teams, you know, compete with the top D1 men's teams? Yeah. But potentially, will they beat them? Maybe. But, again, we don't know because we haven't seen it yet because we're still building it out. But let's not pretend, like, there's only 15 guys on a pitch at a time, right? (laughs) Like, you're you're not, not everybody's going to get a chance. You know, maybe season one, season two. Thank you, Dustin. The guys from club level could play Major League Rugby. Last season? is a bit was a big jump and next season is going to be an even bigger jump yeah. and yeah. it's going and to continue it, to grow in the it's level it's only going quality. to be exponentially larger but yeah listen but. everybody around the world is talking about major league rugby right now yep one because we, we do have a season coming up because we have names coming from all over the world to play here now i mean it's not just yeah we've got american guys and i i, I want them to continue to grow american talent to help grow the USA Eagles, as in preparation for, the, for future uh, World Cups. However, people are—I mean, you look at Austin. See, we're bringing guys in from Australia, South Africa, New Zealand. Like we're bringing top-level quality talent here to play. Young talent, not, no. not not people who are thirty-five. It's not like MLS was—you know—a couple of years ago, and you bring the top—you know—people over when they're thirty-eight and just want to go run out on the field. These guys are still young. You know, Austin signed—you know—Mac uh, Mason. He's a young kid still. Like he can still play. Could he, could he, could we see MLR, especially Texas teams, because there are lots of signings like this, play in an MLR for a season, get a chance to then, you know, get back into the game, go back to Australia, New Zealand, England, Ireland, whatever. Play at another level. Play at that, at the top level, super rugby, pro 14, whatever it may be. And, that's and then not make out of the it onto question. the USA team. It's not out of the question anymore. Season yeah. one, season two club guys got on they, they play it you know we saw the matches between club level d you yeah. know, level d1 teams and mlr side teams in the past two years it close. and it's a bloodbath like, yeah, listen, so you know, so yeah I'll, I'll before we move on <laughs> i just want to
0: say a couple of things about hdx that i've been impressed with this year um the sabercats who are in town still coming out and practicing with the guys yeah uh that's been huge. Uh and in two ways. Number one, it motivates these guys to play up, to practice up, to get better. They they see what the competition is and they have a <laughs> hunger to be on that team. The other thing is is this shows the Sabercats, that there's competition. Yeah. There's real competition out there. And uh they've got to be in, you know, improving their game before the season starts, because these guys are hungry and they're, you know, they're ready for their call up They're I mean, they're going to get there. So that's it. That's a good thing. And then the other thing, um, is the number of our youth Academy players who stay after on their Wednesday practice to come practice with us. You know, we're not doing contact drills. So, you know, it's just skills drills. And these guys, these 18, 17-year-old, 18-year-old players who are some of the best players in the area have been coming out to our other practices, staying over on Wednesday night after their practice over to practice with us. The benefit to the Houston high school rugby community that that's going to have is is, I I don't even think we we understand it well enough right now. Yeah. I mean, we know we're going to be putting coaches into the high school system where the, where, where high school teams want us to put coaches in and we've got a plan for that. And that's something we're moving forward with. And we're also going to be looking at talking to Prairie View A&M about mm-hmm. their rugby team about, Hey, what coaches do you need? Cause we got a couple mm-hmm. players on our rugby HDX who want to coach HBCU teams when they get out of, when they get out of playing rugby yeah and so you know what better chance to give them the Absolutely. start of that than here and I don't you know so those opportunities are not only opportunities for player development but it's also for fan development and you and it's the kind of stuff you don't you can't really put a price tag on yeah, yeah. And, exactly. and
2: the next thing I was going to talk about was actually the stability of Um, you have a stadium, um, as far as Texas goes most stable in terms of your facilities, (laughs) organization and everything. Um, I'm excited to see, um, an entire season in that stadium. Right. Yeah, where you are too. You, you, you're, <laughs> you're not having to move games because of weather, and you're not, yeah. uh, you know, it's not canceled by COVID. That even if you don't have, um you know, fans, you know, as many as you would like, entire season in that stadium for the players, for TV and everything. I think it's going to be beautiful. It, it really looks great in the pictures.
1: Yeah, that I've seen. I I, and, I did I did enjoy watching the last game in that stadium last season, though. The Raptors match. Oh, the no, Austin no, no No, no, no. no. The oh, gosh! Match. <laughs> <It's horrible.
0: laughs>
1: no. The, I mean, I had to. I got to. So, like, what's, what's your second thing? Let's
0: let's talk about a number two. <laughs>
2: number two. Number <laughs> two. That's my number two, and I'm switching them around because as I was okay. thinking about it, I really think that's number two. Uh, okay. Just financially, I think you're going to see a huge tick up. Uh, this season because of the stability of the team, because of stability of the organization um, and branding. Number three, I think is re-signing a bulk of your team. Like yeah. you're bringing back almost everybody. Every signing I saw, was like, oh, well he played there last year. Oh, well he played there. And all you're doing is re-signing the best of your talent from last year. Yeah. And then bringing in additional high level talent. Not dissimilar
0: to what Austin's been doing, but I think there's less turnover. Uh, yeah. Six uh, players it, who have been here since 2017 practicing yeah. together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we've that, got that's incredible. Three, maybe. I think three that have been yeah. here since, since season one. Yeah. Maybe
2: three. Yeah. And, and having Howden in there as a player coach, I think is going to be huge uh, yeah. in terms of that stability and, <laughs> and resigning. Um, you, you know, I know Taylor's our junior academy coach, right? right yeah. but uh, he's gonna be i mean he's an on-field coach yeah 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 so i mean eventually he's gonna be there yeah. coaching I, I it's just a matter of time in my opinion
0: there's a reason that everywhere he goes they call him the general and yeah. uh, I
1: was say he's a little they have a general
0: <laughs> yeah and and uh You know, it's not just because he's he he doesn't he doesn't really chop at you like you would think. He's generals have to understand that uh, they're sending people into battle to get damaged, yeah, and they have to care about their their troops. And it's not only that they that he tells you what to do and expects you to do it, but he also supports you and gives you the resources to make that happen. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and there there's a reason he's called the general, and he's earned that name. Yeah, and he he's really he's been great in terms of
2: I think really in bringing back as many players as y'all been able to bring back. Well, and you know
0: you know when he moved over here from New Zealand, he moved to Houston. He grew up in the Houston system, playing for the Katy Barbarians when yeah. he was coming up in high school. So yeah. this is you know his de facto U.S. hometown. Yeah. So I mean, it's it, this is he you know this is where he's at. I think, I think, I mean, if you look at
2: Houston and the Sabercats as a whole, it's, it's about stability and, and growing upon that stability. Right. So the idea is, okay, we've, we've got a stable team. We have a stable club and now we've got a stable environment for rugby players to grow within. And that to me, I mean, that's a great, that, that's how I would like the Dallas Jackals to grow and i think it's it's a it's a key to success not not necessarily in terms of winning championships within mlr um and then they'll probably come right but it it's it's success in terms of growing rugby in the area and and showing what mlr can be in terms of professionalism
0: yeah so, um, going back to my question that we covered earlier with the other two teams, <laughs> uh, oh, and I, you don't get to pick me on this.
1: Damn it. <laughs> Which saber cat would you pick as Santa? Oh, what's? Oh, I gotta remember his name real quick. Hold on a second here.
2: I mean, I mean, I'm going Charlie Connolly.
0: I Charlie Connie's he's the easy button, right? No, I know, but that's not no. Hold on. I'm, I'm gonna tell you my pick is Luke Bak and uh the vet rules lose Roos should be his elf. His elf. I, d- dude, <laughs> those guys, you have to understand Luke's demeanor with with just around kids is brilliant. Oh yeah. I
1: nice. mean
0: He, they gravitate to him and they love him just because of how he is. And he's just really a cheerful, jolly dude. Right. And and I mean, he, he's, when you see him on the field, you know, putting in the hard, hard yards, making the hits, you know, getting hit, Uh you, you think, okay, this is a really tough dude. You meet him up close and you're thinking, this is the definition of the gentle giant. Yeah. And he really is. So, I would take Luke Beecham, and uh, I would say DeVette Ruse would be his uh, elf. And Devet's going to kill me for that.
1: <laughs> wait, does Devet listen to the show? I'm sure he does. <laughs> Devet knows everything. Wait, 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 we to, we're, we're expanding our market. We have quite a yeah. few people that listen no, to it that watch wow. us. So I know there's wow.
0: there's more than a few saber cats that talk to me about what's been said on this show.
1: I can't remember his name off the top of my head. And I couldn't find it. Quick enough because I was trying to find it, but the big Georgian that you just signed. Oh,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I just, <laughs> that, oh, just, that, would, that would work. That right, would he's work. A he's a big
1: monster of a man. Yeah, he is. He is. A, he is. A I'm not even going
2: to attempt to pronounce his name, to be Something, fair. Yeah.
1: Kishvili, probably. I don't yeah. know. Yeah.
0: Like, yes. <laughs> so um, I don't have his name in front of me, so I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah. But right. You know, uh, so you've said your three things. The one thing I think that. The SaberCats has going for it that that is you know an X factor is the number of Knicks on their front row.
1: We talked about this last time. You know, like seven, seven Knicks or something like that. You've got you've so, seven and gingers. You've got you've got uh, yeah, you got, got, got a boatload of gingers. Um, yeah, Rick, and, and, Rick, and not Rick just ha- gingers on the team, but we got gingers everywhere. on the Rugby
0: HDX. I mean, we've got at least four gingers on uh, Rugby HDX. Yeah, you, you covered your quota, and I think yeah, uh, yeah I mean, Rick, we Rick's we got should, nineteen
1: we, hookers. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, we could we could put
0: enough gingers on the field that just suck suck the soul out of the opposing team. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you know what? That's what he hears about the most when he goes to practice. <laughs>
1: yeah, Grant, why you stop talking Comment about all the, gingers the gingers on the team right now? <laughs> yeah. Team, okay. uh,
0: yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well,
1: but but, but you, you know
0: you know that only a ginger can call another ginger ginger, right? oh i don't oh. know i didn't know that yeah. i thought
2: we were allowed to say ginger but we can't think uh...
1: <laughs> anyway so Hey, christmas time christmas we gotta time. be
2: thankful thankful <laughs> that we we're looking it, it's my wife's favorite
0: some... australian uh, uh comedian actor tim mentioned he's Minchin. got only a ginger who can call another ginger ginger <laughs> 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 if you've never heard the song look it up on yeah. youtube yeah, and sure have, have a good laugh make sure you listen to the whole thing don't the try to have skip through it
2: up here in the corner yeah. somewhere. Or right? yeah i mean it, it will, there, it will there, you, you'll
0: there. actually become a tim mention fan yeah. just from that song
1: i know tim mention i just but i don't i don't know the song i gotta go check that Yeah. That. yeah. speaking of youtube yes. side, side plug we also are on youtube
0: yes uh, we are t-
1: in case you didn't know what you guys don't know is well as as a part of the austin rugby podcast channel which i have other ideas about future stuff since the jackals are doing stuff maybe a texas rugby network type of thing um yeah i know right uh would be to uh let everybody know that we're also on pandora podcast which has is new so that didn't know that was a thing that just happened this week actually so wow i know so we're, we're on top of it I'm trying. (laughs) I'm glad because I have no idea what's going on. (laughs) Uh, For for those of you that watch and listen, uh, we have now started the Texas Rugby Monthly Facebook page. Um, We're going to make sure that we follow and like and post everything from all the Texas rugby clubs, uh, high school, elementary school, whatever. Um, We'll do our if it's Texas and rugby, we'll we'll post on this page Uh, and and make sure make sure you follow us. Tell all your teams. Tell all your you know, rock rugby. Tell them get, every, get it out there to people. Um, mm-hmm. Post MRL stuff too. Don't worry. And, but,
0: and while I'm not, uh, I'm not <laughs> presently uh, owned Facebook. Um, I have social taken media up a hiatus. Yeah, I've taken up a, a brief residence on Counter Social, COSO, and become a COSA-not. um If you don't know what that is, <laughs> so um, like a
1: cosmonaut? Yeah, but well, um,
0: you know, if, if you if you know anything about a. Uh, about a uh, hackers the hacker world do you know that who the jester is and what yeah. he's done yeah. and uh he has uh developed a new social media platform called uh counter social and uh it's it's pretty impressive uh it, we, if you go look it up and and i'm basically uh blue rugby blue uh daniels who uh is currently the president at dark rugby and uh, the owner of their land up in wiley um he uh he turned me on to this and said hey why don't you just start the uh hashtag rugby presence there and get it going and so that's what i've been trying to do
2: really well we we will jump on board and and see how that train rides yeah yeah
0: It's, it's 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 a much different experience than uh than facebook and i really am impressed with it because uh it's and when i say it's brand new it started december 1st um, okay. and, and like their app came out last week. Dang. So, so, I mean, it is that new, right. but I mean, it's got some pretty heavy hitters behind it in the world of, uh, social media and, uh, and, uh, computing. Ooh. So it, it's, I really, I really like the atmosphere there. And, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, I'm probably going to get, we we,
1: we could be the first ones over there. And and I'll be,
0: I'll be uh, sharing our uh, podcast and, and, uh, YouTube links on that. Nice. On So, so.
1: Yeah. yeah. So whatever you're listening on, thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow yeah. us on other stuff. It's always good. Um, man, it's it's the end of the year, right? Like, it's crazy. This year, we're ready for this year to be over. COVID's <laughs> yeah. been a rough thing for us, and 2020 didn't make yeah. it any easier, yeah. right? Yeah. No. yeah, 2020 didn't make it any, you know, 2020, everybody's like, oh, it's gonna be a great year, 2020, and it turned out to be like the shittiest year in history. Um yes. But, you know, what, what I'm... I, for I, I'm, now. For now. Yeah, right now. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> just wait. Knock on wood. Um, you know, I, I'm, I am sad that, you know, club rugby just didn't happen this year. I mean, really didn't happen this year. We had some yeah. games at the beginning. We got, we got, what, to March, and then everything took a. Caputs. And you know, I think going into next year, you know, uh, we we talked about it offline as well. You know, we want to bring on Kirk Tate and talk about stuff in the TRU, which I think is important. Um, really want to focus on more getting more teams, more people on from different teams. Um, you know, we talk about MLR and, stuff and because it's the only yeah, we talk about MLR stuff because it's the only thing that we got going on right now. This, uh, is this is about
0: Texas yeah. rugby. This is about Texas
1: rugby. It really is. If we want to make sure to continue to promote. Texas yeah, rugby and if and anybody out
2: there listening or watching us, uh, you know, has a very particular perspective or or whatever on Texas rugby from a different area, love to hear from yeah.
1: you. I know for a fact the guys at Fort Hood, uh, we've t- I've talked to them a couple times uh, a couple of times before because they are military and all of them are military or ex-military players. Um have them on Having them on the Austin Rugby Podcast, but would not object to having them on Texas Rugby Monthly to talk about stuff. Uh, you know, yeah. So give them definitely
2: prepare too. for the 2021 blitz of interviews that we'll be doing. Yeah, exactly. So, man, <laughs> Rick, like I, I like your hat, man.
1: <laughs> I, I do like your hat, Rick. I do
0: like the, it. It's, it's you, good. you, you, yeah. you are the quintessential uh, nerd elf. What's <laughs> so I like that?
1: What's everybody's plan for as we wrap things up here? What's everybody's plan for yeah. Christmas? I'm taking two year. weeks
0: off of work.
1: Yes, nice. sir. So so I'm
0: not going to take straight. a lot of
2: time off, but I will be enjoying some family time and just relaxing, getting ready for... Got all your Christmas present hey, purchased? Awesome 20... Oh, everything's... We, we done
0: in this house. We,
1: we done. <laughs> No more purchasing. <laughs> Grant, what about you, man? You got you i no uh, Taking gonna... two weeks
0: off, gonna go on a reading vacation basically. Nice. I've got my books on the shelf ready to go. Um I'm I'm uh revisiting the Salvatore uh novels. Oh so, nice. Very nice. Yeah. And uh I, I have started uh to be I, I did my first uh uh D campaign as a dungeon master last week. <laughs> and uh it, and and the players enjoyed it and had a lot of fun and they want to do for it confidence. again. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna have I, I that's something I'm that's gonna be new for me in 2021 is is trying to do that because uh my niece is involved in it and she's nine years old and she just wow. absolutely loved it. Oh that's, yeah. a, that's, so, that's
1: awesome. so so what it's gonna you, be Dustin what do you mean uh, yeah so we've got um just just the wife and i we've got a new puppy so <laughs> that's, uh, that's you, got a fur ba- you got uh, a fur baby yes yeah, so i don't know if you can see like the scars on my hand right now from <laughs> what kind of fur baby you got it's a boykin spaniel Boykin
0: Spaniel, those are
1: cute. He's 10 weeks old, he's all ears right now. Um, yeah, yeah, if if you followed me on social media, okay. Well, Uh, if you ever
0: come to Houston and you want to visit, this is a dog friendly house, and especially for small dogs.
1: That's that's that sounds good. Well, guys, (laughs) hey, it's it's been fun, so it's been fun this year to kick this going. It's good, yeah, good 2020. Like talking rugby, uh, it's always fun. We're gonna. We'll continue to do it. New Year's, no. we'll have fun on New Year's, and then you know, probably that that what second, third week of January, we'll we'll recap, mm-hmm. look, we'll give a forward look uh, on what we think twenty twenty one is going to be. And who knows? And an
2: awesome looking <laughs> schedule for uh, Texas yeah, rugby. we'll, for, yeah, or, we'll, we'll talk
1: about that, and hopefully by then, maybe some more stuff will happen with the TRU, and they can project maybe some games. Question mark, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll (laughs) see. For everybody listening and watching, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Up there in Dallas, it's everyone's favorite cousin Eddie lookalike, Rick Collins. Over there in Houston, the Yukon Cornelius of rugby, Grant Cole. And I'm the Kevin McAllister of Austin (laughs) (laughs) wishing you guys a very Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night good night